So what up, what up, what up, everybody? Is this week 122 of the Almost Talk Show on Birth TV? And I am your favorite boy, Differently Capable. And I am here with a couple of people. How about you doing, Chrissy? Hey, it's Chrissy from Cleveland, Ohio. Yes. Hey, how about you? How are you, Mr. Graffiti Boo? It's your main favorite poet from San Francisco, California, even if you don't know it yet. Mm. Okay. <laughs> How are you, Mr. Kowalzak? Hi, I'm Kamala Black. I'm from Newport News, Virginia. I'm an artist. I'm super excited to be a part of this. All right, all right. Well, it's the group, people. So let's get the show on the road. Hit it up. What up, what up, everybody? Is this week 122? And our first topic is called Is What It Is, you know? And it's coming from Psychology Today. And okay. this article explains that faces seen as more, quote, attractive, end quote, are seen as more trustworthy worthy. And this reminded Aaron Mack of his general social psychology class at Howard, explaining that people who are more conventionally, quote, attractive, end quote, are also seen as more trustworthy in the courtroom, except in relationship disputes, then the more attractive partner is more often presumed guilty. Now, all of these assumptions are based in stereotypes. And should we work to change this? Or is this just an is what it is scenario? Survival of the fittest. And when do mental stereotypes become dangerous? And how can the danger be counteracted? And the order will be Definitely capable, Chrissy, Graffiti Blue, and Cabana Black. Ooh, interesting. Because um, I've seen it from firsthand that how beauty and, and, and when it comes to the physical attraction, it does play in many different roles. So yeah. you're talking about poise. Can a pretty person get out of jail? compared to an ugly person, um, could be possibly, maybe, I'm not so sure because I know some pretty people that are making some times, I mean, long times. So I don't think it's it, in jail, but when it comes to other aspects of life, um, do the pretty get the advantage? Yes, I definitely do. And it's, it, 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 it's, it's a society thing, something that it's a, the community and people are, are making it as a, a, a regular thing. Yes, it has been a regular thing for many years. Come on. Fashion, beauty, salons do not exist for no reason. It's like, it's, it's what they're, they're meant for. They're, they're meant to control you mentally and make you think that you need to look specific, specific way to be able to pass in this, in this world. So, yeah, 
I think that uh, when it comes to these type of things, it's someone that is prettier than others do get a bigger pass than those that don't have the, 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 the what they call the normal beauty, which in reality, what is the normal beauty? Because I consider myself normal and I'm not as beautiful as a cheap kid or I'm not as normal as you know, what people consider normal. Yeah, society, society thinks of normality is one specific way. And I, I don't fit under normality of what society standards is. So, hey, it's okay, but I still am here. How about you, Chrissy? What do you think? Um, I agree with you, differently capable. And you're beautiful. Right. So. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, like I don't, I don't, like I don't know where he was gay. He's what? Are yeah, you, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, light skinned. So and, I don't know. Are those green eyes? Are those green eyes? Uh, gray. Okay, uh, like, like there was a time where you were well, the we're gold standard. <laughs> well, no, not even because. Uh, okay, so one thing that a lot of well. One of the reasons why my name is differently capable is because although beauty in your mind and in your eyes is my face, which you see right here on this box on camera, as soon as I open the picture wide, you will see four wheels to help me push my way all around the world. I respect what you're saying. I, I, I respect all of that, but I, I, I'm, I am, I don't mean to cut across the young lady, so I... From what I see, you're beautiful. Thank and, you. And, and, and whatever you are, whatever is outside of that box, just because you are here, that's my perception, especially because you're willing to be part of this conversation. I'm sorry, miss. Go ahead. Do, do what you do. Let me, I'm going I'm to hush my face. <laughs> it's, it's all right. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I will say this. Um, I've read articles before about more attractive people being being you know given lighter sentences or a slap on the wrist uh, in the court system in the justice system just because they're more aesthetically pleasing to the eye you know because because uh, they're more attractive on the outside um, you know and then you know there's that old cliche beauty is in the eye of the beholder well, in, in my in my eye beholds a, a beautiful mindset, you know. I think I've uh, uh, this, we've discussed it before. I said before that I'm attracted to intelligence. You know, you can look good on the outside, but if you <laughs> if you're stupid, <laughs> I, I'm not attracted to no 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 cute dummy. So um, you can be cute all day long. And uh, as far as uh, as far as uh, trustworthy. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, uh, that being a stereotype, as far as one being able to trust that person just because of the way they look. Uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, devious people, murderers and stuff, were very nice looking, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, what's, what's, what's the one uh, murderer uh, who killed all the women? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. There was a couple uh, of very attractive. Yeah, like uh, yeah, actually, I'm bad with attention. But you know, they they were devious, untrustworthy people, but they were very attractive men, nonetheless, or people, nonetheless. 
Um, and the same thing with, uh, goes over to relationship. A lot of people, there is a stigma on um, the way that you look as in regard to your trustworthiness. Um, you know, a lot of people say, cause you're cute, you, you're up to, you know, stuff that people who are less physically attractive wouldn't be up to, but that's not, you know, that's definitely a stereotype. Um, you know, it's, 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 it depends on the person, you know, it's not something that should be, um, nobody should be ever put into a box just because of the way they look, you know, but, um, you know, beauty, uh, the standard of beauty shouldn't be, in my opinion, um, something that uh, is categorized according to physical attributes. So I'm, I'm not sure what could be done to change that, but, um, you know, maybe it's it's just a, a mindset thing uh, individually. How about you, did that Mr. answer all the questions, Aaron? <clears throat> I, I, I'm pretty sure we did. You did. Okay. Um, this this question, as as I read all of the questions, is actually very layered. So, um, just just join me and hold hands down this rabbit hole, please. Um, sure. and number, uh, number one, um, I agree with everything everyone has said so far, but I would also add to what you said and just ask you to consider this. Um, the, liter the literature on this is well documented. Um, in the 60s, there was a test conducted, although I can't cite the test, where they asked a whole bunch of first graders, second graders, and third graders um, what they thought of a certain teacher. They put a teacher inside a classroom that was very attractive and gave a lesson to those students. And, and they gave the same lesson to a less attractive, um, to a less attractive teacher, gave the same lessons, made the same points, gave the same facts and all of that. And then they polled the children these guys are five, six, and seven years old. They polled the children and said, who was the smarter teacher? Who did this and who did this? And the children unanimously said the more attractive teacher was smarter, the information was better, they learned more, and so on and so forth. So what did this mean? This means that there is something in us, and we're, uh, A, it means we're programmed hella early, and I cite the brown-eyed, blue-eyed experiment by Jane Elliott, who I interviewed for my channel, shameless plug. And also, it means that there is something biological in us in regards to symmetry, okay? There is something in us that, that, that triggers attractiveness, that attractives, that, that triggers many things inside of us when we examine somebody's face. Humans are, and all mammals are extremely unique because even if your leg hurts just a little bit and you think you walking good, but you got the tiniest limp, somebody will come up to you and be like, hey man, it looks like you're limping. We are programmed to notice the slightest subtle little changes. It's a defense mechanism, it's who we are. So my answer is kind of half and half. My answer is it is what it is because you like what you like what you choose to believe, those circumstances that surround your belief system, how you was brought to be raised up and all of that stuff. Like, like one of us might not trust somebody because they're attractive because of circumstances that happened in the past, right? Other people may full-throatedly trust somebody attractive 
because of what happened. But there, there, is a, there are a lot of layers going on here, but the literature is extremely clear. Those five-year-olds was like, the cute guy is smarter. Mm. So wow. that's my answer. Now, hopefully that answered your question. I mean, it go, we could, we could stay on this question for like two hours because it's very deep, but we, we don't got that kind of time. <laughs> kind of like, yeah, 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 we gotta make this shorter. <laughs> thank you, but thank you. How about you, Kabana Black? Well, first of all, I'm excited. Number one, because I have to pull this off my wall because I'm right beside it. And the fact that you said that, that is my favorite phrase. It is what it is. Mm. That's number one. Um, and for me, the type of person I am is, you know, you have your own personal feelings, but you can also have facts. Being that I've been a preschool teacher before I became an artist for over 13 years and, okay. and all those kind of things, you know, uh, the United States has already shown us that um, we praise surface things. So we have Jeremy Meeks, who is the light-skinned prisoner with his light skin and blue eyes. But then we have Makayalante, um, which I just looked up, which is dark skin and got the one blue eye and the dark eye who became a model too. Um, fascination has always been something natural for human beings to do. So we get fascinated, like, you know, Graffiti Blue said, from features, the things that we see, things that we find attractive. The problem lies in we are in a world, the United States, that there is such propaganda on how things are to be. So um, earlier I was talking about something, magazines, for instance. If we go to the magazine stand, you're not going to see diversity. You're going to see one kind of people, one kind of culture, one kind of setting for the most part. If we were to go into um, the bookstore and see Asian, Black, Puerto Rican, Latin, Irish, white, Ethiopian, Nigerian, like if we are seeing all these things, then it becomes normal. So we're not in a place where normality is accepted. We're in a place where commercialism is key. We're selling product. And so when you go into a place with those kids, and especially I've been in classrooms and you can see, you know, the girls that are attracted to the ones that have long hair and the ones that are not attracted to the more shorter hair. And it's not just because it's a fascination, it's something that's already been taught from everything that they see in movies and TV and videos and products and all these kind of things. So I do believe that it's very heavily done in favoritism. Yeah, you can still go to jail, but people even in jail, if you cute, you gonna get the hookup. You know, it's the, it, you know, facts are facts and fiction is fiction, you know what I'm saying? Nonfiction, you know, all that kind of stuff. We could go for days, but if, for something like me, I call myself a chocolate geek, and yes, I feel sexy about who I am, and I'm proud of who I am, but in real time, if I'm beside someone that carries the certain demographics that have been kind of put on repeat, like the movie School Days, the wannabes and the jigaboos, it's just something that happens. And so I feel like, unfortunately, we have to, those that know better should show better, not do better, 
show better. So you mm -hmm. live by example, by giving people like what sexiness is to you. And it becomes more where we'll see the um, Willow Smiths with the bald heads. And the more the Lisa Ooh. Bonet's and the, you know, Viola Davis's and Angela Bassett, you know, like you get more, the more we see it, the more it becomes, I think, popular, but we do live in a place where, you know, we we fantasize over beauty, like beauty is a major market, it's, it's a lot of money, it's billions and billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Oh, that answer this question. All right, well, thank you, thank you. That was this topic. Aaron Black, here's the next one. All right, and the next topic is coming from nope, not that yet. Ah, it's coming from our friends at LGBTQ Niger, and the post reads their post on Instagram reads, sex will never get boring with the same person when you actually love that person. And also, <laughs> a counter to that post coming from the beautiful Don Key, also known as Lil Kiki, he said, good sex can stretch a bad relationship for a long time. Mm. Now, this, in reaction to this post, a Cuyahoga friend of Aaron Mack said the problem with this perspective is through the normal ebb and flow of a relationship's sexual intimacy, a lower excitement from sex can be mistaken for a decrease in love between or among partners. Question, we've been in love before. Is this true? Why and why not? And also, when might this post's perspective on sex being so important be dangerous? And the order for this will be Chrissy, Differently Capable, Cabana Black, and Graffiti Blue. Take it away. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna attempt to answer every question um, kind of backwards. Um, it's, it's dangerous when you love somebody and the sex is good and they're not good for you. It's dangerous, that's dangerous. Um, if you love somebody, sex will never get boring. I totally agree with that because if you love somebody, um, it's not always about the sexual connection. Um, it's more so about the intimacy, the intimate connection. And intimacy makes sex that much stronger, that much greater, that much deeper. Um, this is just my opinion. Um, but if you <laughs> are with somebody who's bad for you and they got that crazy, <laughs> that, <laughs> they got that crazy sex that you know the crazy that that just make you feel everything that something normal or um, typical might not make you feel something safe might not make you feel um 
yeah, you you will stay in that just to have that feeling. Um, I've been there, done that. Um, and uh, but I've also I've also been married, and I've also you know been in a long term relationship outside of marriage that um, you know I love the person, and the sex was uh, never boring because of that reason. Um, what was the other part of the question, Aaron? There's another part. Oh, right. Going backwards. Sure. So, when does it become? And you did actually answer this, but when might this post perspective on sex be dangerous? When might it be dangerous to believe that sex will never be boring if you're actually in love? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When, it, when it's good and they're hella toxic. They're hella toxic, you know? They don't respect boundaries or they, they have no respect for you whatsoever. But, you know, that's the, that's the only priority for them is the sex, is the sex. But nothing else is really a priority. You can, you know, maybe give it a shot living with that person or having a long-term type of relationship or whatever, but you find out maybe they might have an addiction or maybe they're not really good with money or maybe they may have other problems that, um, that interfere with life and reality and responsibilities, you know, because uh, sex is not, sex is wonderful, but it's not the, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the pinnacle of a relationship, you know? Um, and, and it's one thing that is, is definite, definite to go to, definitely, going to go away at some point. Um, and, and after that's gone, you gotta have something left um, that's more meaningful than physical connection. That's my answer. Very good answer um, for us. Well, um, Falling, so I've been I've been in this type of relationships where I well my last relationship, um, amazing sex I will not deny it's one of the best I ever had, but it was very toxic. It was to the point where jealousy was taking over the relationship. He didn't trust that I was going out and trying to get an education, and trying to work, and and trying to uh become someone and and do something positive for me in my community so it became really bad and we had to break it up but even though we broke up it was a couple of about a year and a half later where we were still messing around because it was that good um but it's bad it's bad because it you stay connected to that person you feel like you do end up loving this person, but what you're loving is that 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 physical connection. That sometimes it 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 it's bad, you know. And um, yes, sex could be an addiction, and it could definitely affect some uh, people's life. Mm. And are not sometimes people are not even able to connect with other people because all they think is that aspect, which it's not good. 
it's not good. And as soon as you see yourself connecting back to that person because of that aspect, then that's when you know that it's dangerous. You're getting into, into very deep hot waters and you're about to drown yourself. So sometimes it's time to move away from that. But when the sex is good, the relationship is good, the man is the man or woman or they, he, her, she, they, them, whatever, are treating you right and everything is going well, then don't question it and keep loving. Receive, take the love and return it back because that's what they're giving you. That's, that's how I believe, I see this. Uh. <laughs> how about you, come on, Black? Um, okay, let me say this. <laughs> this is interesting for me because I am definitely a thinker. I am very one that's very observant and I pay attention to stuff. So this is my perspective because I've made some conscious decisions. Number one, I have not given myself to anyone um, outside of a little surface level, level of touch, kiss and feel. I have not given. And the reason I have not given is because, you know, I realized um, very early just being around my friends, I, I try to be around people that I can just have conversations with and be, be super, super honest with. And when people use sex as a weapon, it's very dangerous. I feel like people that understand the power of their sex become people of the very devious ways of nature that can hold someone hostage mentally. So I feel like for me, when I see someone say, um, if the you know love is good, then the sex and stuff like good that I don't necessarily agree because you know I look at some couples that I do like, like the Will Smiths and the Jada Pinkett's. I think the what makes them so dope is communication. I think their sex is great probably because of communication. I think to me, communication is very important and it's probably to me the most sexual thing that can happen is because you're always giving and receiving. And so that's why when I look like somebody like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, I think they last because you can see that they're attracted to each other. You can see that they love each other, but you can see that they can trust each other with their truth, whether it be pretty or not and move on. So from that entanglement for sure. Right. You know what I'm saying? So for me, you know, I have never been in a relationship, so I can only speak about what I can speak about. And uh people's like, why you have never been in a relationship? Child, that is the golden goose in the middle of the field and the elephant too. I don't know. Uh-huh. But I do know one thing is I do have a standard. And the standard is not about, you know, necessarily the way people look but I am a person that believes in love and relationships. And like I told my friend earlier, I'm a cornball. I'm a helpless romantic. I am a person that wants the experience of communication. So therefore, you know, I live in my truth and I live comfortably. So I think the danger for anyone that's sexually active with someone is not a weakness of them knowing you, but when they know you intimately, you inside them, they inside you not to be so graphic. That's an exchange to me. 
That's the conversation within the conversation. And if they are touching you in a way that every time y'all have that conversation that you lose focus and they're like the oasis in the island, then they can become very dangerous with everything that you are and you can compromise yourself. Because I've seen girls, I've seen guys compromise themselves over good sex. And it's, and it's wild to me. I'll be looking at them like, is it really that good? Like what's happening? You know, so it makes me a little afraid because I was like, is it that good? I don't know. I want to be married. I don't know. But these are the things that run in my head when I watch from this perspective because I, I can't really speak on something that I have never experienced per se. But I can say just from watching friends that are in love, that communicate on that level, it seems like nothing can break their bond and their sex is not sex, it's love. I think sex in itself, you know, you should date your partner. You should be kinky. You should be Frankie. And I think that's another thing that's a problem. Like, you need to get your full nasty out. Like, if you're going to do, do it. Like, and I think that's another thing that when sex gets boring, I think it gets boring because whomever you're with, you have to have the conversation of, well, what do you like? What do you want to get into? What do you need? How can I serve you? And I know that some people don't even talk like that, but that's the problem. I feel like you're supposed to have communication and I think communication is very sexual and so is love and so is anything else. So for me, it's definitely dangerous if you're not communicating the needs that you want with your partner and that the person is getting their needs met, but you feel like you're just, you know, there. So I hope leave that answer as much as I could because I ain't a professional on the subject, but I'm sure graffiti blue is going to <laughs> go. Oh, yes, he definitely will. How, what do you think, Deputy Blue? Um, I, I, I appreciate the votes of confidence. Um, <laughs> I, I want to, I I I've been taking some notes and I really just want to, um, I, I, first, I, I want to I get in contact with the spirit because sexuality is a very spiritual thing. Uh, so I agreed with most of what of, of the panel said, and I disagree, and I will give you uh, with some things, and it's just perspective. I'm actually not even disagreeing with you. I'm just asking you to take a, a, a look through a different lens. How about that? Okay, um, you had made mention about communication is the key. Well, consider this. Some of the people that we love that we are trying to communicate with us are not necessarily at the same age we are spiritually. So spiritually, uh, uh, excuse me, physically, he and the partner, whatever partner they may be, may be of the same age. They, let's say they're both 32 years old, right? The partners, they love each other, right? But this 32-year-old spiritually is 55, and the partner spiritually is 12. So you communicating is for not because you are trying to communicate to somebody who it cannot even begin to comprehend what it is you're trying to relay. What I, I also want us to take a different look at what love is. The true manifestation of love is that I love you so much. I love, I, I, I love you and I want you to have whatever it is you desire. 
and we get in and we get inside of our egos and we get inside the, these relationships and they're so good and we introduce fear into the relationship because it's so effing good we don't want to lose it love if you pointed a linear line love is over here love is basically spiritually the presence of god fear is the absence of god mm -hmm. on that same linear line right that's all it is and basically all all decisions are based in either love or fear. Now, this makes me, with this in mind, it may be slightly disagree that if you truly love somebody, the sex could never be boring. I disagree with that because you could love somebody wholeheartedly, but if they don't love themselves and spiritually they're 12 years old and you're 55, mm -hmm. Now we got a huge problem. Now, sex, now I, I don't even look at, 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 I don't even believe from a spiritual place, I'm looking through a spiritual lens, right? I don't even believe there is such, there is a such thing as a bad relationship. You wanna know why? Because the best way to, to find out what it is you like is by exploring everything you don't. Exactly. Every relationship, if you're a survivor, if you are here, if you're on this panel, if you're watching this, if you uh, love yourself right now, life is hard. Life is damn hard. We try to make believe that it's not, but it really is. It is a miracle that all of us are here. All of us have been close to death at some point. I just met you guys today. How do I know that? because life is freaking hard. You have to do that. And it's through the, it, it is through the fire which you're reborn. It's when you go through those bad relationships, which was a good relationship because you so don't want that to happen again. When you find somebody who is your match of the same spiritual age and they communicate the same way you do, and they love not only you, but they love themselves. You appreciate this one so much, but would you have appreciated them if this one didn't act a damn fool? Mm. No way. If you got what you prayed for without going through fire, you would squander it. If you was like, oh, I want this, 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 and this, God, give it to me. And God was like, okay. You wouldn't, you have no point of reference. You don't have no point of reference. It's almost, and I'm not saying this is what God is doing because only God knows what God is doing, but it's almost as if as soon as we desire something, God is like, hmm, you really want that? Do you really want that? Well, let me give you the opposite of that first. This way, when I give you what you really want, there's no way you're going to freaking let it go. <laughs> People squander it anyway. <laughs> right. and, and people then people right. squander it anyway it can be well, right well, in their face like everybody is like hey, right. well here's well, the this, arrow well, right well, here this, this is it right well, here this, and then well, now, what, you anyway. point, what you are pointing out christina <laughs> is the level of love of the the most high i love you so much i will let you bump your head 
on the same brick wall if that's what you choose. You choose slavery, you can have whatever you want, even if it's bondage, even if it's pain. I'm gonna be right by your side the whole freaking time. When you're ready to do something else, we on to something else. Just like that, the rabbit hole goes deep on this one. Now, not all, just because I said what I said, it doesn't mean that I believe that all sexuality is a good thing. A lot of things that some people may consider kinky, this, that, and that, it's all good. It's the foundation from which it is born. Mm -hmm. Now, if my intention is just to love you and we have an agreement, some people just want to be uh, subjugated. Some people's like, I just want to be your slave. I, that's what I like. It is what it is. Tie me up, choke me up, just don't hurt me. And then on the other side of that, if I'm a dominant and that's what we agree, then it's all beautiful and we have an understanding. Spiritually, they're 55, I'm 55. We talked about it, we communicated about it. This is what you like, I like that, let's work. Now it becomes demonic when we manipulate people and we, and we make people believe it's something that it's not when we, when we deceive. And it's just like, oh man, I'm going as soon as as soon as my wife leaves, I'm gonna marry you. Shit like that, or stuff like that. When it, when it's manipulative, knowing this particular cat is not going to damn place, and his wife ain't going no place, and he's not, and she's not Mrs. Right. She just misses right now. Right. You know what I mean? So, woo! It's definitely a weapon. It's definitely a weapon. You know, I really do feel, not to jump in there, but it's, it's definitely a weapon of destruction for both people. And that's why I really feel like, you know, I love everything and how you said it. You said it in a better way as far as love is God. But that's the thing. If you're in it for sex, there is it's sex and love are two different things. And so love to me is not sex. It, you know, love is the art of being intimate with someone to endless possibilities. And then sex is what I prefer in the moment. And I think that's, you know, that's why I haven't made the choice to be with someone because I realized like when I do give up myself, I want it on repeat. I'm not, mm -hmm. a, I'm not a one night stand. I'm not. <laughs> kudos, I'm, kudos. That's not, that's not my makeup. I want, I want it again and I want it to be very fulfilling. So I think, you know, the processes that we go through. That's is, right. That's what's up. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Go back to the uh, question, but that was a good one. <laughs> All right, yes. Well, Aaron Mag, what's the next one? <laughs> Come on, Christina. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Hold on to your virtue, baby. Just hold on, okay? <laughs> Shoot. Uh, it's a it's man it's 2021 i have have yet and you're in your 20s mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i give you many kudos i almost made it to 20 before i let it go you know i'm a, i'll be 40 next year so and you know amazing giving us the business oh thank you i laugh a lot a whole lot my secret and and then another activity <laughs> <laughs> 
I let go a lot. Okay. Eric will beat our butts. I'm sorry, Aaron. Aaron, what's up? Monogamously, I'm not. (laughs) And this topic is called. Hey guys, welcome to hashtag First TV. You're always differently capable of rolling through your hearts like it's fucking down. Favorite poet from San Francisco. What's up? It's Chrissy from Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Kamala Black. I'm from Newport News, Virginia. What up, what up, everybody? Okay, yeah, celebration. And you're watching Verse TV, the homeless talk show. Is this week 122 